<laughs> oh man, that's Bon Jovi. Wrong subject. Wrong subject. That's Bon Jovi right there. And this is big talk with Chris and Greg. This is Chris. This is Greg. This episode is going to be all about Bon Jovi. It's bon going to be all about Jovi. Bon Jovi, one of our favorites. In the eighties. In the eighties, Bon Jovi. Eighties Bon Jovi. We're going to do a little this versus that. Before we do that. Let's talk about this because it's very important. Okay. BigTalkCG.podcast on Instagram. BigTalkCG at gmail.com. Big, at BigTalkCG on Twitter. Um, I also got some special treat for you. We uh, always love to give shout outs to our new listeners. Cool. We have a couple of new places that we are being listened to at. Oh, hell yeah. Here give it go. to me. Manitoba, Canada. Nice. We now have listeners in Manitoba, Canada. Right. Here's one for you, dude. All right. Lithuania. What? Lithuania. Okay, tell me where Lithuania is. It's on the Eastern Bloc country over there okay. by uh, Russia. Oh, okay. Um, Our Czech Republic fans are... I think it may have been part of Russia, the Soviet Union back okay. in the day, I think. Um, I'm not exactly sure. I'm not a history buff. Nice. Um. Spain. Spain has joined nah. the Big Talk Nation. <laughs> Spain. Very, very nice. The Spaniards are... Spaniards there. We love it. We love it. Oh, that's excellent, dude. And and uh, um, we've had uh, the Czech Republic, who has listened to us before. Yeah. They have now rejoined the party and started listening again after a month hiatus or so. But Lithuania, Spain, Manitoba, Canada... Love it. Love being all over the world. Uh, it just blows my mind. Oh, we love how, it, dude. Love it. Everybody can just log on to the internet and and listen here, to us. Here are two crazy guys yeah. from North Hollywood, California. <laughs> yep, now, about wrestling and rock. Let me, let me give you a rundown of every every country that ha- we have listeners in. Because okay. it's, it's amazing to me. And it's, it's sometimes I pinch myself. I can't believe it. U.S., obviously. Taiwan. Czech Republic. Canada. Russia. Germany, Sweden, France, Argentina, Spain, the UK, Lithuania, Netherlands, and Romania. Nice. That's a that's a lot of places. It is. A lot of places I've never been. Um, I would love for, if this is your first time listening and you're from a country outside the US, email us at bigtalkcg at gmail.com. Let, introduce yourself to us. We'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Um, we would love to hear from you. Heck yeah. Um, we love our nation, our big talk nation, and we would de- definitely love to get, you know, get to know everybody better. We're way over here. You're way over there, but email, we can be just like we're next door to each other. <laughs> love it. Not and, to, hold on. And if you're from another country, tell us what uh, beers to look for is when, if it's over here in the States, we'll definitely pick it up and try it. <laughs> um, yes, I second that. Um, the U.S. Let me go through states okay. here now. Um, I don't know if we've added any new ones. Um, but I think we have uh, California, Washington. We get a lot of listens in North Carolina. Whoever's in North Carolina, email us bigtalkcg <laughs> at gmail dot com. We want to know who you are. It's the Hardy Boys, man. I don't know who it is, dude. Washington D.C. We're getting a lot of listens. Yeah, uh, Virginia and Texas, uh, Florida, Arizona, Georgia, New York, Illinois, Pennsylvania, Minnesota. I think Minnesota has just joined the nation. Yeah, I want to say that too. uh, New Mexico may have just joined Ohio as well. Then we got Alabama, Michigan, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Utah. 
have all joined the nation. Oh, I love it, dude. Uh, it's it's mind blowing, actually. And, I've been uh, I've been doing a little bit of work on Facebook, man. Having uh, I've been um, texting these guys that um, have like a metal and glam rock uh, Facebook page, mm-hmm. and every time they they mention something about bands, I always throw the uh, whatever because sometimes somebody was mentioning White Lion, I threw that at them. If them a Night Ranger, I threw that at them. Um, this kind of stuff, and they're like, "Oh, cool, we'll check it out." So. Maybe it's working. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Facebook, uh, here we come. I love it. I love it. Um, we've also gone over thirteen hundred downloads, yes. so that's good. Last time we posted, I posted on Instagram that we went over twelve. We're already over thirteen. Fingers crossed, we'll hit fourteen. Maybe by the end of, I don't know, next week or two. I don't know, but this is this is a, a big weekend, so we can do it, man. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's. I think that's about all I got to do about that. Right. Well, tell everybody big first. What, what did I bring you today? This is um, San Fernando Valley Brewing, uh, 818 from Canoga Park, California. The Valley Girl Blonde Ale, 5.6%. I love it, dude. Yeah, nice this, tasting this beer. This can's man. almost gone. We opened it up before yeah. we came on the air. And, Canoga uh, Park, here we come. Yeah, 818 Brewing, Canoga Park. There we go. I'll take another drink. Tasty stuff, guys. 818 Brewing Company. Yeah, it's good. All right. We'll have to get another one of those going before. All right. So Bon Jovi. We're going to do, and this is a point of, uh, this This actually isn't something, this is something we decided to do just recently, but this has actually been brewing for like 15 years. So me and Greg, <laughs> me and Greg used to work together at, a, at the same location. Then um, I moved locations. He's still at the same one. Uh, shortly after I moved, uh, I was working early in the morning, listening to music in my headphones. And so I was like, I was listening to Bon Jovi's New Jersey album. I was like, damn, dude, this is good. And I text him. I said, Hey, New Jersey. I think it might be better than slippery when wet. <laughs> and, uh, he didn't agree. No, heck no, man. <laughs> he did not agree. He and, not agree and so that's that, the battle that has continued since then. Uh, Slippery One Wet versus New Jersey. Yeah. Bon, obviously, Bon Jovi's two biggest albums. Yes. Uh, this is definitely going to be a battle of the titans. Uh, I love both of these albums. They're oh, both great albums. I know. Me too. So this is definitely going to be an interesting subject. Oh, excuse me. A little burpee. There we go. <laughs> Let it out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so let's go ahead and let's start. Let's let's just do... Uh, let's talk about Slippery One Wet first. Got it, Let's man. talk about it. You want to go ahead and this this is the one. It, it, now let's we'll go ahead and start this whole conversation out by saying this: neither of us don't like either of these albums. We both think these albums are great. Oh yeah, we love these albums. Dude. It's hard to say. It's that just we don't. one of us thinks that one of them is better than the other. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and uh, start talking. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, "Slippery When Wet." All right, but, but before we do that, did you know there was a name change before? Do you know what the name was? Uh, the working title, well, at least when they were recording this album. Uh, no, I don't. The working title was Wanted Dead or Alive. Okay. That was the working title before they changed it to Slippery One Wet. Okay. Also, do you know how they got their producer, uh, Bruce Fairbank? Um, I just know that, that John Bon Jovi wanted him. Yeah. John Bon Jovi heard the album from Black and Blue, one of my favorite bands, um, album called Without Love. Without Love, yeah. And then he said that he John really liked the production on that and that's why they picked him up for this. You know, I'm not really familiar with Black and Blue. Mm-hmm. Um I know you are. So when I saw that, I read that as well. I went and I go, 
well, we have a song on this called Without Love. I wonder if it's the same. <laughs> like, it's just a cover of that song. So I had to go, let, I had to go search it up. It's not the same song. It's not the, it's not the same. But I thought it might be. That's well, funny. That's funny. I, I knew it before I listened because I looked to see who wrote the song mm-hmm. by Bon Jovi, and it was uh, uh, John Bon Jovi, Sam Bora, and Desmond Child yeah. were the ones that wrote. The did you know the mixer on Slippery When Wet is Bob Rock? I did know that. Bob Rock. Good old Bob Rock. Yeah. Um, let's talk about it. You, you go ahead, go ahead, and let's talk about uh, Slippery One Wet. All right, man. We're doing track one. Track one. Go ahead. Uh, hold on, man. Let me get ready. Oh, track let one is rock. Let It Rock. Let It Rock starts off. That was the song we heard at the opening of the. Sh- oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> we were gonna play that, but then we changed it at the last second <laughs> to raise your hands. Let it rock. You know, it starts off as a slow build from uh, the keyboards and starts into a rock song, man. I, I really love it. I think this is a great way to start an album. Um, the start album number three, I dug it because um, the first album, um, Bon Jovi, came out Runaway, so you've got your number one hit starting you off. Second album, 7800 Fahrenheit, uh, In and Out of Love, same thing, starts off with good. Um, Let It Rock, uh, not a single, but definitely a good song to start off. Uh, pumps up, gets me excited. I love it, man. Yeah, it's a good opener. Um, I think you could have switched Raise Your Hands and Let It Rock. I just think it's too long of a build-up. I think that may have been a good that, switch to do. I, I did think of that when I was doing my homework because I was listening to that kind of stuff, and I was like, you know, I, I do I do agree with that. And that one could have been – they could have flipped it and then done without this kind of keyboard yeah. intro. Yeah. Because if you're a casual listener, you might just be like, hmm. Yeah, but nah, never mind. by this time they're headlining or they're they're doing something. So when you headlining a theater, you got to come out to something, you know, huge. Yeah, and that's what they get. It's, I like this song. Big rock arena sing along. Whoa, it's, whoa, whoa! It's, it's their second best opening track on an album. Okay. Uh, bon Jovi, yeah. uh, New Jersey. I think the opener is better. I don't think anybody will argue with me. I do. Okay. I do. Yeah. Wow, really? You think Let It Rock, you're going to look me in my eye and tell me that Let It Rock is a better song than Lay Your Hands On Me? That's what you just said. That's exactly yeah. what you just said. Are we? Can we get to New Jersey before I start arguing but with you? Are you, you right saying now? that? Yes or no? Yeah, right now, yes. Right now, yes. I'm saying it. I'm, I'm Look, I'm looking in your eyes, too. Oh, my God, dude. You can look at my messed up eye. Oh, my God, dude. I, I didn't think it was going to get like this so soon. Yeah. I, don't, I, I love Slippery When Wet, dude. I know you do, and I love it, too, but... Let it rock good. Um, I can't, you know. I can't uh, entertain the idea that Let It Rock is better than Lay Your Hands On Me. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to skip to the next track. Obviously, this is the one that put their, you know, put them all over MTV. This is the one that made them worldwide superstars and worldwide sensations. You Give Love a Bad Name. You Give Love a Bad Name, Chris. All over, all over MTV. MTV. I remember when this video came out. It was on heavy, heavy, ultimate heavy. We, yeah. We can just, I think I'm going to start a term. That's on the Bon Jovi rotation because <laughs> it was on like every hour, just going on every hour. Um, love this song. Love yes. this song. It's one love of the best song. songs. Yeah. Uh, the video was great. The video pushed them to ultimate, ultimate, ultimate stardom and world tour after that. Yeah, definitely. What do you think of this song? What do you think of the video? The video was killer, dude. It was awesome, that stage dude. videos. Yeah, were killer. These guys are out there doing stuff on stage and dancing around and rocking and looking at girls and stuff. Right? You, you know, I want to kind of maybe put a pause on it 
I just want to kind of talk about the album itself. Okay. Is that cool? Yeah. I got, I got a bunch of factoids. All right, good. I'm ready. Um, wrong. So it was released in 86. Wrong. Oh, yeah. That, okay. Yes. What do you mean wrong? <laughs> I'm going to give facts. These are not opinions. These are all just going to be facts. Can, can you say August 18th, 1986? Yeah, August 18th, 1986. Thank you. Um, had three top 10 hits. Two of them were number one. You Could Love a Bad Name and Living on a Prayer both reached number, number <laughs> one. Uh it was the first glam metal band to have two consecutive number one hits. Uh, One and Dead or Alive also hit the top 10, peaking at number seven. seven yeah. And that wasn't until 1987 it peaked at number seven. What else do I got here? Oh, man, the album peaked at number one on the Billboard 200. It made it, it was our first number one album, their third release. It was our first number one album. Right. It spent 38 weeks. 38 weeks inside the top five that's albums huge uh, including eight weeks not they weren't consecutive eight weeks they fell out went but, back in but okay. eight, eight weeks uh, at number one um it's the best-selling album of 1987 okay uh it's got diamond status which is 10 million albums they're at 12 i read somewhere today that they worldwide it's hit they say 28 million wow. copies sold um it's the 48th best-selling album in the united states of all time and it is ranked uh, uh, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's list, number 44 of the definitive 200 albums of all time. All right. So we got, it's, it got, uh, it's I, got a little, it got I, a little oomph with it. A little yeah. oomph. On my homework right now, it was, uh, they'd hit 12 million on, on platinum. Yeah, they hit 12 million uh, sold in the As, U.S. In the yes. U.S. In that's the U.S., that's right. 12 million, 28 like worldwide. Six, six, okay. Six in Australia, then going on and on yeah, and on. We can go but, on. I can go on. Yeah, no, I got, no, I got all the go numbers on on. here. If you want the numbers, I got them all no, right here. No, don't give me numbers. Um, but yeah, dude, they were. Because I want to sing about. I want to hear about other songs. And and and, you know, every country has is it's all relative. The yes. U.S. obviously, we have a lot of expendable income. We have a lot of. We're buying a lot of shit. But dude, I'm looking down the list of countries, and there's probably about 15 countries that this charted in. Dude, six times platinum, diamond, gold, platinum, platinum, gold, platinum, platinum, gold, gold, platinum, two times platinum, three times platinum, 12 times platinum, all these different countries. It's all relative, so it means the same thing no matter what market you're in. Correct. Um, so, dude, it's, man, ridiculous, ridiculous list of accolades for this album. And uh, well-deservedly so. It's a great album. This is a great it, it's album. It's a great album. Uh, you could love a bad name. That was the one that set it off. Yes. Set it off for them. Track number three. You want to talk about track number three? You go ahead, dude. Living on a Prayer. Now, to me, this is the better single than You Give Love a Bad Name. I take that as like, this is my favorite song from Slippery, uh, single-wise. Um, it's my second favorite single from the single song, wise. from the album, but yes. I actually have here. I didn't buy. Where did it go? I don't know. Maybe I dropped it when we spilt all the beer, but oh, here it is. I'll put this up online. Back when I was a young kid <laughs> in 1986, I have a 45 here of You Get Love a Bad Name with the B-side is Raise Your Hands. Oh. So I'll put a picture up of this. This is an original. Nice. I bought it at uh, Warehouse Records in Olympia, Washington, Capitol Ooh. Mall. I remember that day. That was in the Mall of America where we saw Nitro? N no, 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 no. <laughs> Washington State, bro. Washington State. So uh, Living on a Prayer, this was also written by John Ritchie and Desmond Child. Yes. Uh, Desmond Child did the hit maker. The hit maker. He did, uh, from my knowledge, they did about thirty. He wrote about thirty songs together, mm -hmm. and uh, four of them were hits for uh, this album. Yeah, which is great, man. This I is love just... the I love the stories of them just sitting down in John Bon Jovi's basement. I think it was, yeah, it was John Bon Jovi's parents' house yeah. basement, just writing songs, 
writing, playing, trying to figure out shit before they broke it. You know, this was all the way through the first three albums before the uh, Slippery was released. They were doing all the fiddling and noodling down yeah. there in, in his parents' basement. So, uh, you know, we were talking about the music video for You Get Love a Bad Name. So this one also was done here in Los Angeles at the mm-hmm. Olympic Auditorium. Um, the only reason why I know it's because I was an intern at the time from KNAC. I didn't go. You were a phone fox. <laughs> I was a phone fox. But I, did, I didn't go, but I remember them saying that they got stickers on the, the video. So you'll see KNAC stickers, T-shirts, and stuff like that. I got a fun story, video. Bon Jovi story. So oh, yeah. um, I spent a lot of time, everybody knows by now, I spent a lot of time at my grandma and grandpa's house because they lived in the big city. <laughs> Watching MTV, Headbangers Ball, and, and wrestling because we didn't have cable. And uh, they were big buyer. They they were they bought Wonder Bread, sandwich okay. bread, Wonder Bread. All right. So Wonder Bread was putting these cards, like baseball cards, but they were of bands inside. And I pull, and in one of them was Bon Jovi. This was before Bon Jovi hit it big. This is before I knew who Bon Jovi was. Okay. I was like, who in the hell is Bon Jovi? I kept the card, but I think you know my dog at the time got a hold of it. I don't even know if I still have it. Wish I still had that Wonder Bread <laughs> card of Bon Jovi, dude hairy chest and just <laughs> like why is this guy wearing a sweater Frost, why is this guy why are they wearing sweaters here what's going on frosted tip chest hair <laughs> that's awesome dude <laughs> that's just my little story that was living awesome. on a prayer the video was awesome it was all black and white until it hit that last yeah. chorus um uh, and they were kind of like went, and it went to color it was like empty arena and then it was full arena yeah Man, it was great. That video was great. It was just like uh, the video was like uh, "You Could Love a Bat Name" part two. Yeah, the video was almost and then the same. They, and then they were like on uh, wires or strings where they were like jumping in the yeah. air, and they kind of floated over the audience, mm-hmm. kind of dangled a little bit, and they came back down. Yeah, it was great, dude. That's yeah. good video. It was heavy rotation as well. Do we want to? We didn't. We didn't play any of "You Give Love a Bad Name," which no. is fine because, you know, when I <clears throat> talking about this uh, Bon Jovi, I really loved his style of. Um, songwriting because it always said like all nice telling the story you know this is a story about tommy tommy and gina and having hard times and a couple in love saying hey you know what uh together we can make it yeah it's uh tommy and gina yeah we can make i mean through hard times he's got a six string and hawk man (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna make it yeah it's definitely about a like a working class couple yeah, boyfriend right. girlfriend that are gonna, gonna and they said make that's it. what that's what you know related a lot to the people like yeah. a lot of people are like hey we, i'm working a job she's working a job hey i, I come home and everybody wearing it yeah uh, oh. i love it with prominent use of the the voice box right so there's a um i didn't uh, realize this that there's two versions of this song one was like the radio edit where it's a fade out oh, okay. and then there's a uh, studio edit that actually goes all the way and has like a voice box edit all the way to the to an end of a song all right i did not know that until today i mean you start digging deep and looking at outtakes and cuts and this mix and that mix and so on and so forth so you find little gems and little little sump sumps um let's go track four all right boom Social disease. Social disease. My least favorite track. <clears throat> exactly. By far on this. Exactly. This this is if this song was not on the album and there was something else, I probably would 
not even know it would it was missing. Um, not saying that I can't listen to it. Yeah, I can listen to it. I can hear it. And I, you know, know all the songs, know all the the hooks into it. But mm-hmm. it was it was it was all right, man. I'm it, not a not a big as a as a as a kid listening to it. You know, um, through my headphones, and then at the beginning part of this is you know a guy and a girl making uh, some loud noises. Making um, love. <laughs> um, I couldn't play it on my speakers, you know, if without a headphones on. And then as soon as our fast forward, just a snippet, just to to get into the riffs and stuff like that. Um, you know, social disease. Uh, do I love it? Eh, it's all right. I could skip it. Yeah. No, it's. I didn't. I didn't find any. There's nothing special about it. Yeah. Um, I, I hate the horns. The horns are prominently in this. I just don't dig it. Is it horns all. or keyboards? And I think it's horns. horns. I, think, I think it's, it's horns, horns, right? Yeah. Um, Maybe trying to add a different flavor to them. I guess it pop flavor. I don't know, but uh, wasn't a big fan. No. Um, once you heard it once, then you were kind of like, "All right, I'll skip," because. <laughs> oh wait, let's hear the. Here's the chorus for people that didn't heard it. Yeah. If there is such a thing as a throwaway track, which I don't think Bon Jovi has any throwaway tracks, but if there was one that was close, <laughs> this could have been a B side. This could have been, yeah, this could have been an outtake. I, I could think know. of a song that could replace it that we'll talk about later. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Greg. We'll, we'll talk, talk about it. later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Track number five is my favorite song off of this album. Uh, Wanted Dead or Alive. Oh man, love it. Love this song. I I, uh, I can't balladish. <clears throat> would I call it a ballad? I I would say yeah. You know, talking about everyday living of being on tour. You know, it, 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 there's a part of the lyrics is um you, you could tell the day by the bottle that you drink. It's it's whoa okay. You know Wednesday, gin, Thursday, vodka, Friday. Whiskey, you know, what I mean, just kind of that kind of stuff. If that's the way they want to look at it, but you know, living on the, living on the tour bus, barely seeing family, surviving, trying to hold on to relationships. Yeah, they, uh, uh, but you know, it, when they call wanted. It's, yeah, probably from the audience. You know, wanted dead or alive. You know, <clears throat> one of my favorite lyrics from that is, "I've seen a million faces and I've rocked them all." Yes. And every time I've, I've, every time I just see that, or every time I saw it live, and every time I've heard it. Even in the car, I just love that lyric. I think that's one of the. It's a great lyric uh, from that, you know, because you know, like every time we go to concerts, there's so many people there, and you know, I've never been on stage looking out or performing, so I don't know the thousands of people or the millions that you see all the time. Like at the end of the tour, how many how many um people came to the show? Hey, this tour we did two million. You know, whoa, really? (laughs) We saw two million faces. Wow, I love this song. Love De- the definitely song. uh inspired by like a cowboy. Yeah. Riding into town, drinking his whiskey, yeah. having the girls going town to town like a like a desperado or something like that. And, yeah. Uh, Richie's dri- guitar dri- work a, is a, a so drifter. good on this man. Uh, yeah, yeah, his guitar work is great. Um Wanted Dead or Alive. It's just really the video is great, goes great with the song. It's like them on the road and 
you kind of see it's not all glam. They show like a lot of backstage stuff and them on the tour bus and showing how it's not all glitz and glam like everybody seems to think it is. They- you know, the, the other thing I loved about Bon Jovi was uh, John and Richie's vocals, how the oh, dual yeah. vocals, they have it where John would sing something and either Richie would either say the same thing or do another verse to it, you know, and that the dual vocals is one of those uh, phenomenal great artist songs that they do not a lot of bands can pull it off but not, they are definitely one of them that could uh another one was allison change from oh yeah you know, jerry and lane <clears throat> stanley yeah uh was another one um just different stuff like that and there was just another i think there's a couple of more i'm not thinking of of artists that can just sing and have your backup and have your van halen you know van okay. halen was the same um okay. uh let me play a little bit of this. And usually I like to play like the guitar solo. Okay. I'm going to skip ahead of that. I'm going to skip okay. past it so we can get that vocals. I want to hear the, the vocals of John and Richie. Got it, man. So Sounds good. Here we go. Play for keeps. Yeah, their voices are just right there, just so good together. Yes. The guitar work is amazing in the song. I think on the. because I got it on cassette singles. I'm not like Chris with his records. Um, I It was Wanted, and then they did an acoustic version as the B-side. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was looking for that. I think that I've heard the acoustic one. Was it a live version? No. I've no, this was I've like, heard the live this was like it, but they kind of, you know, shut everything down, down. down. Yeah, stripped it down to just, you know, two guitars and uh, and some vocals. You know, no drums, no bass. Love or, it. Yeah, dude. And uh, that song stuff. peaked at number seven. Yes. On uh, the uh, Billboard Hot 100, <laughs> so they had uh, three top ten hits on that. Um, what do you feel about the fact they put them all on one side? I mean, they probably knew what songs they were going to release before uh, they did. What do you think about okay. that? Having uh, all three of those okay. on there? Okay, I'll tell you right now, it doesn't matter. Because I was just wondering, dude, you get very defensive. You think I'm like trying to because go somewhere? You flip the cassette because this is to me. This is 1986. You flip the cassette, and what do you have? Raise your hands. Love do I, it. Do I hear? Hold on. Is that your no. phone? Is that your I, phone I, flying? I was accidentally at me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, raise your hands. Raise your hands, man. Love it, love it, love it. Raise your hands, which is the B-side to my, you give love a bad name, 45. Uh-huh. Love it. Love. I think I had the 45 before I, had the, before I had the tape. Oh, okay. I think I had this first. So these were the first two songs I heard, and I was like, bitchin'. Raise Your Hands was a song you heard at the opening of the podcast, the Big Talk with Chris and Greg podcast. Um, I love this song, dude. This song's great. Uh, Are- Arena Rock Fun, good. Raise Your Hands, get started. Out of you- all the songs that weren't released as singles, so this would be the fourth best track on the album, in my opinion. Sounds good. I love it. I love it. I remember seeing it live and just, you know, getting my arms in the air and pumped up and ready and being excited and, you know, raising my hands and showing John and Richie and all the other guys in the band. 
you know, I was there at rock and roll, man. Yeah, dude. It's it's a rocker, dude. It, it rocks. Raise your hands. I mean, it's anthematic. The guitar work is great. The vocals are great. The chorus is singing like, look at all these. Let it rock. The, the, you could love a bad name. Living on a prayer. Social news. Wanted dead or alive. <laughs> Raise your hands. Um, uh, the last track, Wild in the Street. Dude, they're all anthematic. Just, just the crowd sing with us yeah. choruses, and they're known for that. They're known for their storytelling. They're known for their anthems, uh, choruses, um, the great guitar work, the great musicianship. Uh, blend it together, and sounds like just one big machine coming at right. you, dude. I love it. Uh, with the vocals also being amazing. We already heard that song at the beginning. No need to play it. Um, number seven, <laughs> Without Love. You can talk about this song. I love it. it you know, it's, it's a mid-tempo um, love song saying, you know what, you need uh, without love. There's there's nothing to survive for. But, you know, John definitely knows how to storytell. Definitely knows how to sing it, man. I mean, there's just so much good stuff about this. Love it. The uh, Great song, man. I have um catchy I was, hook. I was talking to Greg about... Uh, uh, this whole discussion battle we're going to have and how it, my place of employment, we have been talking about this since me and Greg decided we we're going to do this. It's been a point of contention between me. I'm the standalone. And it's funny because <laughs> everybody is like, I'll go, what album is better? New Jersey or Slippery and Wet? And they go, uh, what's the one with, what's that one song they do? And of course, you know, I try to name off New Jersey songs and I obviously know it's one of the big three from Slippery. And finally, I say one where they go, yeah, that album's better. I go, well, you've only heard one song, so get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> There's one guy at my work, Ellis. Me and him battle all day long. All right, Ellis. And uh, I told him. I'm going to take him out for a beer, man. I told him about this song. I said, this is bubblegum pop rock. Okay. This is bubblegum okay. pop rock. Um, do I like the song? Yeah, dude. Of course I like the song. Uh, but this is just bubblegum pop rock. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm saying it's kind of. I don't know. It's not, yeah, it's like a mid-tempo. Um, I like uh, I Die For You and Never Say Goodbye way better than this one. Um, it it probably could have gotten replaced as well, in my opinion. But it, it's still a, a good song, but it's, it's this not. This song could have got replaced? No, yeah, it's not one of my favorites on there. It's, wow. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge, huge fan you know, of there, Without there's, Love. There's some lyrics in there. Um uh, some things I took for granted so many times, so many second chances. Yeah. I was afraid. I won't be afraid no more. Is without love. That's like he always throw. John knows how to throw just a few lyrics at the end to just you know uh, make full circle of the song. And that's what I love about his songwriting in the you know the first five or six. I mean, he probably still does it today, but in through these albums were just great. Here we know? go. I'll play I think this is um the part you're talking about. All right. To the build. Yeah. It's very it's very poppy. It's very That's glossy. Fine. Yeah. It's very bubblegum. But I know what I'm getting with, with Bon Jovi. I'm not I'm not thinking anything else, man. We're talking Really? Because you got all these rockers. Let it rock. You give love. Living on a prayer. Raise your hands. Living on a prayer? That's just like this. No, dude. No, 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 no. It's did, storytelling. Wait, did you just say that living in on prayer is just like this? It, it's a storytelling song. No, without love. It, it's, don't get me wrong. Do I, is it a good song? It's a good song. But... Um, 
It's a little bubble gum pop rock. All right. All right. That's okay. all I'm saying. So it's not one of my favorites on there. <laughs> Love it. Um, but it's, but but I'll tell you this right now. I don't skip it. Okay. You know what I mean? It's not okay. that level of not like okay. I'm just saying. Um, I like the next one better. I die for you. Okay. Because so, then, wait a minute. Is that the Prince cover? No. I'm not sure that doesn't Prince do a song like that. Um, his is I would die for you. Same thing, man. No. Change the lyric. This is I would die for you. This is I die for the, you. Another another also um song from Desmond Child. Yeah, dude. He he also did without love. So. <clears throat> mm, yeah. See another one. Um, Poppy. I, I I like this song, dude. Yeah. Um, good good one too. Uh, I die for you. I I I'd, I'd cry for you. I'd do anything. I'd lie for you. You know it's true, baby. I'd die for you. It's great, <laughs> dude. Um, I I, I just want to play some of the song, dude. Some of the solo. Yeah. Boy meets girl. See? It's a rock and love song. I love it. Okay. Yeah, but before we go on for the next few songs, I want to ask you something else. So, you know, we, we've talked about bands um, such as Night Ranger where they put the keyboards forward for some songs. And we kind of like our we kind of like our keyboards. I think like that, like this, like David Bryan does his stuff. I, th- I don't think they're too forward, mm-hmm. but I like them enough to where I can hear stuff, mm-hmm. but it doesn't overpower. Now, Let It Rock. OK, I, I can tell they did that. Lay your hands on me. All right, they did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. But other than that, when these guys, when they play, I think everybody knows the roles and plays to them very well. Oh, yeah, dude. And that what is what makes it such a, a big sound is that it does all these layers, all these layers, yeah, different layers. everybody is in their cut, in their slot. It's mixed well. It's produced well. Um, it's got the, 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 the guitar out front. But dude, when you when you put on the headphones and you listen to these songs, dude, the, the the bass and the drum is just on point. The keyboards just give it that extra richness and depth, and really give it that sound. It's yes. Bon Jovi, and it's not too in your face with the keyboards. It's just there. Yeah. You know, that was, I think I brought that up during the Night Ranger episode. Yeah. All right, dude. Never say goodbye. Track yeah. number nine. I uh, total love ballad. Um, you know, it's like one of those things where you have to um, break up with someone and just, you know, don't want to end it and say goodbye. Let's end it. Let's say, you know, hey, let's see. Uh, I'll see you later or see ya. That type stuff. Um, that's how I feel about this one, dude. It's one of those sappy love songs of, and uh, I, I don't want to go. I don't want to like, leave. But I really like the um, the second verse. I just want to play the second right. verse. Is that okay with you? Yes, definitely. All right. I don't know if the volume's up on here. Let's go. Let's play it. I like this ballad. It's their second best ballad between the two albums. Too. Okay. <laughs> I, I, this is a really good song. Um, and I'll be honest with everybody right here, dude. Well, let's let the song play, then I'll talk.
vocals. I love it, man. I'm See, one, I'm one. storytelling. You know, when we were at the prom, we had a fight. When we did this, we're, we're making out in the back seat. We're doing this. We're doing that. Hibbity-jibbities and all the other fun um, stuff that we've done. A really good guitar solo. Um, excellent guitar excellent solo. Excellent guitar bro. solo. Did you hear that um, they're in the, when he was singing Never Say Goodbye, did you hear that vocal in the back that was a little bit higher? I wonder if that's David Bryan. I wonder if he's the one that's hitting that because Richie doesn't really have that scale in his voice. Wow, I'm wondering, I didn't think of that. Okay. I wonder if that's him. I didn't think about it until just right now. It's very second. I go, oh, wow, that's what happens when you start listening with headphones because <laughs> I've been listening on my phone or my computer. <laughs> and now you put on some headphones with, that actually cover and seal everything. You can actually hear more of the depth of the song. And yeah. Man, it's great. Um, yeah, dude, good, good ballad. Love it, man. It just, I love his storytelling. Like I said, dude, he's just an amazing. Uh, oh, what I was gonna say songwriter. when I was interrupting the song was, this album, um, even though as an album, I think New Jersey is better. This is actually this is the more sentimental, the one that's dearer to my heart, which is fine. You can have an album that's dearer to your heart and more sentimental, and maybe means more to you. But if you look at it objectively, you'd be like, okay, but this is actually a better album. I always, I was telling Grade. Greg, I feel like that, like with Poison, their first album, I when they first came out, I listened to that album to death. And it's sentimental to me. It means yeah, a lot. Definitely. It's great, but it's not their best. It, it's probably third best of their first three. I think that um, Open Up and Say On Flesh and Blood, dude, are great albums. But of course, when you hit the level they did after their first album, you start getting better recording studio, better producers, better yeah. production, this and that. So the album's going to sound better. Um so it's kind of like that, you know, so kind of everybody take this with a grain of salt. Uh, this album is definitely more sentimental to me. It's got a place, you know, I hear these songs, I think about childhood, I think about all these things, but I just think New Jersey is a better album. Uh, just a better album. That's it. I just want to I, say that. I I have a... But do you know what I'm saying? Same, I agree. You know me. I do. You know what I'm saying. I do. I do. You're right about the sentimental, and that's what's kind of hard for me to agree with you on why New Jersey is better. Like I, I just love this. I love all mm-hmm. the songs, even social disease. It's just one of those things. I know it. Yeah, blah blah blah. So it goes on, but I, I just, I just, I, I'm sentimental about it too because what I in '86 I was what 15 maybe, so 15 year old Greg listening to these love songs, listening to, you know, making it between, you know, grab my hand. Oh, we're halfway there. Ooh, living on a prayer. Let's go. We we can make it. Or you give love a bad name. I don't know, my dude. I just I love it. I love it. it these songs really mean something to me. This uh, album. Sorry, rephrase that. This album means something yeah. to me, and that's why I love uh, this this album so much. Track uh, ten. Track ten. Wild uh, in the streets. This is how you close an album. Yes. Wild in the streets because it's a straight up fun party song. Yeah. Love it. I'm just gonna play it, dude. Yeah. Play it. You even could have had this as the opener. I want to say no. Okay. I want to say no. See? One solo. Yeah. Love it, dude. 
That song was written by John Bon Jovi all by himself. I'm not saying that's a big thing, but you know, it was a lot of him and Richie, him, Richie, yeah, and definitely. Desmond. But uh, he wrote this one on his own. Good for him. Good for him. Now, before we <clears throat> say goodbye to Slippery When Wet, there's two things that, um, um, I want to talk about, which I think one we've definitely hit up before on the band covers was uh, the album cover. You know, of course, we know that there's two covers. One of a Scantilese, you know, girl in a t-shirt mm-hmm. and another one with... I can um, your phone. Yeah, another one with uh, the cover, which is a black uh, plastic bag when they kind of wrote on there. Um, that's what that's what stinkers on there. But th- that was the the magic of them doing it. So would I have loved as a kid to see the the scandalic, uh, uh dressed girl as it? Yes. But the way they talked about it and the record company was like, hey, we put this on there. We're trying to push you guys. This is the record company. We're trying to push you guys, and you guys have, you know, a, a, a half naked. Not not even that. We have a, a big busted girl on there. K- uh, Kmart's and Walmart are not going to sell this. Mm-hmm. I go, if you change it, they'll do it. Who cares? They're not going to. I mean, slippery when wet. This is barely even says slippery when wet on there. Mm-hmm. But they do a that. wet trash so, bag. A wet trash bag. So that's why they changed it up and. Actually, I think it worked well for them. And in, in Japan, they don't care what, what Walmart and Kmart and all those things sell. They're going to do their own things and just, you know, sell that kind of stuff. And the last thing was, I don't know if you knew this, but um, did you know that uh, Mike Reno was a, one of the background vocals for Living on a Prayer? I did know that because yeah. I won't get tricked again like last time. I didn't read far enough. I made sure I was reading everything because I knew there was going to be something nuggets in there. <laughs> yes, I knew Mike Reno from Loverboy. All right. Um, All right. We so, want to talk about one song. Yes. Um, it was a, is a song that me and Greg both agree should have been included or could have replaced maybe a song on here that we've spoken about already. So yes. Disease. It's called The Edge of a Broken Heart. It was on the Disorderly soundtrack. Right. It should have been on this album this uh, is such a good fun song yeah do you know they never played this live this song has never been played live i did not know that no it wasn't on the slippery when wet but it was a b-side i think or the um extra track off or the japanese version probably um it was on their 100 million bon jovi fans, fans can't be wrong yeah album. Album. It was like a three disker or four disker Let's play it, dude. Yeah. Let us know what you guys think right here. We're going to play a little bit, go into the chorus. You guys let you know. We think this should have been on the yeah, album. This is a great song. That's killer, dude. I love it. I love it, dude. That definitely just... You, you definitely hear the different keyboard sound on it? Yeah. More supporting I, role. Yeah, but I mean, like it says, it's a different keys that are hitting, so they maybe they put a different sound on there. That's great. Love it. Right there. I love I it. Love it. I, lo- I wish that was Definitely should have been um, uh, on that album. Let me ask you this right now, dude. We're up against like 45 minutes. Do you want to do a part two or just continue and do an hour and a half long episode? Continue. Okay, let's go. All right. So that's it for Slippery When Wet. Let us know what you guys think. And now we're going to go straight into New Jersey.
All right. Um, I know. I already know. I'm going to catch a lot of flack, and I hope I do. I hope you guys come out of the woodwork and tell me how wrong I am. Yeah. But just bear with me, guys, okay? Um, Throw your cutters at them. I won't make this mistake again. I'm going to go through the album with factoids first. <laughs> um, so this... Wait, hold on. Let me get the specific date so Greg doesn't Got yell it. at me again. Yeah. <clears throat> this album was released on September 19th, 1988 on Mercury Records. Sounds good. Same producer. Uh, uh, Fairbairn produced this. Certified seven times platinum, so it's seven million copies. It was number one album for two months, and at one point, it was selling to check this out. At one point, they were selling a million copies a week. Wow. An album, a million copies a week. So that tells me flying for, out the window. That just tells me for at least two weeks they were. So, yeah. But that's still, dude. Um, uh, brr, uh, let me see. Where else am I going? Um, it debuted at number eight. Okay. It went to number one the following week where it spent four weeks at the top. It debuted number one in Canada. Uh, the UK, where it was their first number one album. It also debuted at number one in Switzerland, Sweden, New Zealand, and Australia. It had five Billboard Hot 100 top 10 hits, the most hits uh, for any uh, glam metal band to the, uh, ever off of one album. Yeah, for one album. Um, Bad Medicine, I'll Be There For You, uh, both hit number one. Uh, Born To Be My Baby, Lay Your Hands On Me, Living In Sin, I'll Reach The Top 10. Um, Living In Sin hit number nine. And Born to Be My Baby hit number three, and Lay Your Hands on Me hit number seven. I found this awesome. Let me give a shout out to this website. It's called um, Music Charts Archive. Oh, okay. And you can put in a band or go by year or decade. So I brought up Bon Jovi, and it shows you, you can look at the, like the album. I click on Bon Jovi's New Jersey, and it tells you, like, when and where they were charting week by week, and like, Oh, yeah, debuted at eight, and then it was number one, number one, number one, number one, number three, number four, number four, number five, number five, number five, 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 four, four, four. Like, it was just, it was in the top 10 for like three, four, five months here. It's, it's a cool website. You can click on the songs and see the charting song by song, like when it was a number one. Mm-hmm. One thing I noticed is Bon Jovi, they must be on the same album cycle as Madonna, because every time Bon Jovi was up at the top, Five, Madonna was also in the top five. Wow. She was number one and they were coming and they knocked her out or you know, vice versa, whatever. It was always those two. I always noticed those two groups. It was also fun to kind of see like what other, you know, bands that we like were also charting at the time. Your White Lions, Cinderella, Guns N' Roses, you know, those kind of bands were also charting. But I digress. Wow. I just want to throw that out there. It's a That's great website good. to kind of, you know, get your charting information. Um, here's another one for you. This is another factoid. New Jersey was released by a so by the Soviet state-owned record label Mechalodia, being the first American album to officially be released in the USSR was the New Jersey album. Wow, I kind of think I heard something like that. And uh, remember, they had that didn't they do the Russian Peace Festival? The Moscow Peace yeah, Festival. Yeah, Moscow Peace Festival, dude. Uh, um, I am uh, Martel, J Martel. Damn it, I forgot what it was I called. Don't know. Um, it was also like we had talked earlier before, but I think it was before we went on there. It was originally planned to be a double album, but yeah. the record company said, no, you, the higher price kids aren't going to pay for it. Um, whether or not that was a good idea or not, I don't know. There are some outtakes that are quality. I think it would have made it just the album too thin and watered down if they would have done a double album. I don't think they had enough hot tracks to fill up two albums. Me personally, I think okay. it's the perfect amount. Um, I don't Do you know. Some kind of record um, executive now, dude, or what? 
And then uh, July 14th, uh, I know I shouldn't, we don't have to do deluxe editions. I'm waiting for the deluxe edition of Slippery When Wet. It has never been released. In 2014, they released a two CD deluxe edition, which had all the original albums remastered, plus a lot of the outtakes oh, yeah. Good and all stuff, this kind man. of stuff. You can find it on Apple Music. Is it on Spotify yeah. too? Yes, and Spotify. And uh, it's great. Go listen to it. Um, I love it, dude. Yeah. But first, we're going to talk about the first 12 tracks. Yeah, we'll talk about the 12 tracks. All right, we'll start off with... Number one. Oh, yeah, dude. Let's go. I got to get everything queued up. I'm behind. I'm Lay behind. your hands on me. I. L- yeah, say it. Say You can say it now so I can get mad at you. Um, I, hold on a second, dude. What's going on here? My stuff is. Uh... Where's the intern? Hold I thought on, she was supposed to be doing on. this kind of stuff. I don't know what's going on, dude. I'm going to have to go back here to my library. Sorry, guys. I'm having um, some difficulties. Maybe he doesn't want to play. There we go. There we go. Lay your hands Let's on play me. it from here. You know, Lay Your Hands on Me has the long, long intro, uh, just like uh, 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 Let It Rock. Let It Rock. Um, but this, dude, one, this was, this was a. Uh, this one I thought was a little too much, dude. To me, I thought this was a lot of preachy Bon Jovi. This um, song was. I, You know, when I listen to it, it sounds like. They're coming across as like we're the like rock and roll messiah kind of thing, right? And uh, I like the build up. I think it's great. Um, the 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 chorus is lay your hand if you want me to lay my hands on you. You know, I, yeah, I, dude, I love this song, yeah. man. This is a great, great song. Um, it the great opening track. I already know that we're gonna battle back and forth on what ones. I I I, I honestly can't believe that you um think that uh. Let It Rock is a better song. You're saying it's a better song. Let's listen to some of this. I like it from them, man. This is just, just same thing. Lay your hands on me. Lay your hands on me. Lay your hands on me. This is a rock and opener, dude. It's, it just takes too long for me. The guitar work in this song is amazing. The guitar solos, yeah. And and I don't know if you've seen or if you remember the music video for the song. Mm-hmm. The video on this, I watched it again today because it's one of my favorite videos by them. It's a live video, but I love it how in the middle of the song, when um, you know Richie's playing his solo, the fireworks are going off behind him. John is running on the scaffolding over the crowd, <laughs> and then the song. They interlay the audience at this show that they're filming this video. So the music stops and it's just a crowd singing, you know, the chorus. Yeah. Lay your hands on me. Like they sing it like three or four times and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. no, they don't sing whoa. that part, dude. Let me tell my story because you don't know what you're talking about. Whoa. So they they get to sing it like four times and he's like, one more time. And then the band comes in and starts playing and the crowd's still singing. And then it breaks into the whoa, whoa, whoa. And it's just like, dude, that would be fucking amazing to be at that show dude it, it makes the hair stand up dude it really does it's great as cheesy as that sounds dude it, it's i love it great video great opening track i do um understand why someone would say the intro is too long but it kind of reminds me of like it's like a do, 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 
it's got the like the, then the keys come in and it's kind of like almost like a church yeah like that, that's that's what i'm saying is like that it's it, gonna be the it, and that's what it, it just builds it up i love just, it they could shorten it just a little bit a little they, bit could, they could but then it wouldn't have the oomph that it does it does it, it, it once you get into the song there's oomph hey there you go but it's a better opening track than uh i don't think so uh, so let me ask you this i don't want you to say the song recorded okay you are telling me that Let It Rock is a better song than Lay Your Hands On Me. Yes. Wow. Let okay. It Rock. Okay, you're saying... Let It okay. Roll. I actually can't believe you would say that, but yeah. okay. There you go. Number two, Bad ah. Medicine. All right. No going back, dude. You no. can't, you've already said it. No, you can't you go can't back, man. Bad Medicine. I love this song. Weren't you at this good, uh, good. video shoot? Yeah, I was telling you, I, I went to the video shoot for this. It was in Long Beach Arena. Uh, Sam Kinison came out, and they announced on the radio, hey, uh, we're going to shoot a Bon Jovi video. At, and get to the Long Beach Arena, free for everybody. Um, come in, you know, come in. They're gonna perform a, a, the new music video for Bad Medicine, and uh, they gave a few. They gave they gave like twenty cameras, mostly to girls, and you know, recorded the show and stuff like that. And after they even played five different songs from the uh, New Jersey. Now I, I I love this song. Bad Medicine is what I need. Your love is bad medicine. Yeah, and that's what I need is you, baby. It's you know. A rockin', sexed-up song, and I, I love it. It's great. It hit number one. Uh, uh, can I play it from the beginning? Because it doesn't rock right off the first second. I don't know if the intro will be too long for you. Is it okay if I play oh. it from the beginning? Is it okay? I'll just play it. No. Uh, this is also from Desmond Child also. Uh, it's not rocking. Do we need to fast forward? No. Fine. No. See? Hey. Right into the chorus. I love it, dude. 20 seconds. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chris ain't no doctor that can't cure my disease. I love this song. It's kind of like... Total cheesy. It, it, it's, a, it's cheesy and sleazy. <laughs> it's everything that social disease wanted to be. Oh, oh, I like that. And I also love the video like you described it. What an original, as far as I know, original idea. Uh, mm -hmm. I, what you know, Obviously, what you're telling me is that that was real, that they really took all the footage from all the camcorders and, and made their video. And Yeah. I think, they, I had, I it, think they had one or two, like, good setup cameras oh yeah yeah but they did I, but i like i said i think they gave like 20 cameras to different people and said okay here's a camera for you you're going on stage here's a camera from you you're going on stage or oh, you're on the left hand side here record as much as you can you're on the right hand side okay good mm -hmm. record this you know because they even did a few back shots but the back shots look like it was a video eight or eight millimeter camera you know i one of the things that i i like about this album is i think that the um the slippery one wet is a party album it's a have fun album. It's, you know, pump your fist in the air. You can say whatever you want about, about what I'm going to say. I think their songwriting, got a, I think they got a little bit more um, mature on it. I think they got a little bit more. Um, um, the storytelling is still there, which yes. is great. I love it. The storytelling is still there. Um, I just think they were like, okay, let's, um, let's just, I just think a little bit more mature, but not to the, not to the point where it's like, we're, we're, singing for the adults and we're going to be adult contemporary that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying some of the song, like the next song we'll just go to the next one born to be my baby really oh. like a living on the prayer too kind yeah. of the same story um 
I love this song, dude. I think the songwriting on it is just great. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely good. I love it, it too. This song is just one of my favorites. Uh, I, would, I just want to play it from the beginning, dude. It, it's, you know, our love, our lives. Um, yeah. You're born to be my baby. We both got jobs because there's, there's bills to pay. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? basically living on a prayer too. Yeah. Uh, in, a, in a sense. You know, same kind of story. Yeah, same kind of story. We're gonna make it. You were born to be my baby, and I was made to be your man. Yeah. Do you? What was fun about this song too was also um, the video, how they also did it, where they, um, they kind of edited some things out where the guys were. You know, you just hear the guitar, or you just hear the drums, or the keyboards, or the bass player. Like they would, hey, we're gonna do it, and then some of it was like live in the studio, and then hey, we're doing this. So that was also fun. And then they put that on one of the the B sides too of one of the I think Born to mm-hmm. Be My Baby was that kind of stuff. Let's play. Yeah. Let's play some of this. Great song, love it. Oh yeah, this song is great. I love it, dude. I do too. I do too, man. I, I love this. I, I could not tell you more about how fun that is song. Love to hear it. Love to sing it. Yeah. You know, that uh, kind of stuff. Here's, a, here's the next one. This was written just by uh, Johnny. John. Johnny yeah. wrote this on his own. Yeah. Living in Sin. Living in Sin. I, I think as, as, po- as successful as this song did on the charts, hitting number nine, I really think that it's it's a lot of people kind of don't remember it or they just if it was at the tail end when uh, you know I think it was at Kurt the, and his boys were coming in to I think it was at the tail end of this uh, of this album cycle because mm-hmm. there wasn't I love it I, I same thing oh I think his, it's great his musical songwriting on this is great man start off with first line. I don't need a license to sign on no line. I don't need a preacher to tell me you're mine. Yeah. Dude. I don't need a no diamonds. I don't need a no I don't need no new bride. I just need you, baby, to look me in the eye. Now, if someone's in love, what the hell, man? That's the only thing you need to hear yeah, I from love someone. It. It's it's all about, you know, it's a it's a story. Another story. Yeah, it's another about story. a couple that they're not married. They're saying that they're living in love, but all these other people are saying, no, you're living in sin because you got to be married. But he's saying, I don't need all this other stuff to, yeah. to, tell, for, to tell me how much I love yeah. this woman and how much she loves yeah. me. And I just, <laughs> I think it's great, dude. Uh, I love it when he says, um, the next line is, is, well, I know that they had a hard time. Your daddy don't approve, but I don't need your daddy, Chris, to tell <laughs> us what we should do. I love it, dude. Can we play some? <laughs> you better. Yeah. It's that mid-tempo. So, this is a perfect example of two things I was talking about. Richie comes in with his Right? Oh, I was going to say that. This is a great guitar solo. 
Guitar solos and ballads are just great, dude. Dive bomb. This is a perfect example of two things I was saying earlier. Um, this song, like, well, just for comparison's sake to validate my argument, if you take Without Love on Slippery When Wet, as I call it, bubblegum pop rock, mm -hmm. this is at the op opposite end. This is like an adult theme of like, we're two people that are in love and all these people are saying we're sinners, that we shouldn't be together. We're living together. That's just, um, it's a total opposite songwriting. It's I'll way give you that, more, more mature subject. Um, possibly, you know, two years later, the fans have grown up a little bit, two years. I mean, that's not a long time, but it's a theme that for some of them might yeah. be more relatable yeah. and I love it. And I think that it translates well. And I, that's one, one of the songs I think really shows that their songwriting, well, John's at least, um, we're going to tackle, I mean, then we're not talking about anything controversial. There's nothing controversial in this song. It's just the subject of two people that are living together that aren't married. You know, one thing that you, the word that I'm looking for from you is maturity and you're not giving it to me. I already so, said mature. I said their songwriting is more mature. I've said it like six times. I want to hear it one more time. Mature. All right, good. Yeah. Cause I think, yeah, I, I did. They think they did take that step for oh, yeah. a mature level with all these, all these songs. Yeah. Not just, not just this song, not just bad medicine. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, they did a step up. The production's good. Everything about this album is awesome. Yeah, all these songs are good. This is the fourth song. I'm fourth loving song. it. I haven't. I uh, no skipping for me. I'm no, loving no this. No skipping. And sometimes when I'm listening to the Bon Jovi, I will skip straight to this next one. This is my favorite song on the album. It was not a single, um, but I love this song. It is a great story. The song is called Blood on Blood. I love this song. Right, it is just to me, it's it's the best does, song on the album. Does it remind uh, you of Washington? No, it doesn't. Because I didn't. No, it doesn't remind no, no, me of Washington. Nothing. It just it just reminds me of just like being I don't a know, teenager. Just a great with story, and you're the, the close. It reminds me of me and you a little bit, actually. You know, Ooh. having you know a friend you can always rely on, and someone that's always there for you, and you know, no matter what, you know, yeah. you're, you're as kids. I mean, obviously, we didn't know each other until about twenty years ago. But you know your kids, and you're 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 a bonding, and no matter what you do in your life and where you go in your separate directions, you you always know you can rely on each other, and you always know that we got each other's back, and no matter what, that's just that's just the way it is. All right. Blood on blood, it's about being blood brothers. Yeah, it's what it is. It's th blood is thicker than what. Man, this song is just so good. Dude. Yeah. I love also, also written by Desmond Child, John, and Richie. <sighs> love it. I love this. Dude. Yeah. You know, this is one of the songs that I told you that from the Bad Medicine, this was one they played live. Awesome. I bet this is a staple of their life. When they were heydaying it, this had oh, to be maybe, a staple of their maybe live during, show. Maybe during the Juzer. Yeah, New yeah probably tour. through the Jersey and then, you know, the I don't know. Keep the Faith. These They had to keep playing this, dude. This song is great, dude. Should look it up. Can yeah, I play is, it, dude? Yeah. Play it. Oh, man. I'm going to start it off with Bobby. All right. Listen to that finger picking in the back from Richie. Build up. Love it, dude. What is this, hard bodies? <laughs>
God, I love it. Good song. Good storytelling, man. Like it says, it brings something in you. Yeah. It brings something out in from you. And that's why I love that too. Yeah. And then they talk about later in the song, well, at least, um, you know, John does. He says, you know, Bobby's a lawyer, Danny's a medicine man, and me, I'm just a singer in a long-haired rock and roll band. <laughs> but if I get that call in the middle of the night, I'll be right by your side. Yeah. And then it just breaks back into the course. And it's just like, oh, man, dude, that's, yeah. that's it. You know, it goes through their whole lives, you know, that their kids, it, teenagers, adults, and yeah. how they're always still there with each other. Sentimental? Am I cheesy? Of course I am. <laughs> Anybody that knows me knows that I'm sentimental, and I love this kind of shit. Uh, cheesy. I just put on a brave face. Why are you crying, sometimes. man? I'm not yet. I gotta go to the next. I'm gonna start crying if I don't go to the next song. Greg, I don't think is fond of this one as much as I am. Number six, Homebound Train. I like this song, dude. And the more I've listened to it, the more I've liked it. The more I like it. I think this is the least favorite song on this album. Okay, tell me about it. Homebound Train. I mean, it. I mean, it. The musically, it starts off good. It starts off like the is the harmonica and the train and pom 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 pom. Hey. It's it's all sounds really good, but I don't know. Just you know, take me down, down, down to the homebound train. Ah. Didn't catch me as mm. much as it. I I I'm not saying I skip it, but I'm just that's ripping, dude. Oh sh! Is that a train or John Bon Jovi? That was a train. Oh, that train whistle. I love it. Listen to, listen to Tico Torres on those cymbals, dude. Yeah, I'll give you that. Dude, he's... I love it, dude. Oh, man, this song is great. It's great. Oh, you got the chorus? Here we go. Sorry. I know you'll change your mind. I'm not saying it was good. I'm just not saying it's not my favorite. Okay. I love this song. Um, it. I'll be honest with you. I felt like you did the first kind of time. A couple of times I heard, it, I was kind of like, eh. But you know, the, it's just the more I've listened to it, the, the more it's kind of grown on me. And uh, long, it, 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 you know, it's a, it's a, you know, five minute track of just. You know, it, it's it's all it's like that through the whole song. They they have a little breakdown, where a little breakdown, but it's a lot of it is just raucousness he, like that, like a train. So I do I do think that the guys when writing this song, they like I says for slippery party rock album, when they went for New Jersey, I think they wanted some things a little different sound because you know that song is a little more. I don't want to say bluesy rock i agree but it, it is. just has an element of that kind of stuff and that's what maybe these guys want to do i mean even when you listen to uh uh um wanted there's some songs that it's slow i wouldn't say southern rock but it does have that feel for that kind of stuff this just happened and there's a few more songs that have those feelings of it sounds bluesy you know richie's coming out he's maybe putting his foot down and you know, going with this style of a thing, and Bruce is probably digging it, or you know, getting who? that feel of it. Bruce, the oh. uh, uh, producer. Oh, okay. Because um, you know I these guys. I didn't know who you were talking about. Fairbairn, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know who you were Bob talking Rock. about. Bruce. Oh. Um, I, right. just, I just noticed something. 
both of these albums, track number five is my favorite on both albums. No. Wanted Dead or Alive and Blood and Blood. All right. Oh, my gosh. Right. I'm going to have to check their fifth song on every album now. <laughs> Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> Here we go. Wild right. is the Wind. Oh, love it, man. I, I noticed that they brought in um, uh, Diane Warren. I don't know who that is, but I'm just noticing that a fourth writer on this song. I don't know who she is. She I'm is. Gonna... She's a, a songwriter. Um, I clicked it. That did. That has a well-known artist and oh, she's worked with. I see who she she got her big breakthrough. She sang that song by DeBarge. Did the beat of the rhythm of the night. Yeah, that I was think, a huge hit in the 80s. It was yeah. from uh Yeah, uh, DeBarge. Um uh, one of my favorite uh movies, The Last Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Bruce Leroy oh, one, the, the, the Last Dragon. The, uh, Barry Gordy's yeah. Last Dragon. Did the beat of the rhythm of the night. Oh man. That's yeah. a little pop hit, dude. I remember that one. Yeah. I like that song. Yeah, she was the song. She was oh, wow. songwriter. And she's she, also. She turned. I could. If I could turn back time by show. If I could turn back time, time, time. Oh, dude, you take it. How do I live without you? By Leanne Rhymes. I don't want to miss a thing. By Aerosmith, dude. She's. Yeah, she's a, a songwriter, man. Time. <laughs> Who are you killing me, man? Uh, Play a little bit of this, man, because okay, this is dude. this is a good song. I, I like it. Same thing. Slow build um, goes into the song. Uh, you know. Do you want me to? Where do you want me to play? You want me to go pre-chorus? Yes. Okay. There we go. We just go right in. Mid tempo, good song. Mid tempo. Um, not. Uh, it's not a simple love song. It's like complicated. Yeah. It's like, you want to be with me, but the, the wild is the wind. You know, the lifestyle, the the way I am and the way you are. You know, can, is gonna bring me in and out of your life, and we don't know when. And and it's it, it's kind of a bittersweet. Yeah, love song, but he's you know you can tell by the lyrics and the, and the way he's singing it that he loves her and she loves him. But wild is the wind that takes me away from you. Yeah. But, you know, then I good come song. back and I, I'm I, gone. And, and I love it, dude. Yeah, and, and, good song to you, man. It, I, I dig it, man. It, it wasn't it, a, it wasn't a release, but, but that's what I'm saying. You know, even with Slippery, dude, even a lot of the ones that weren't releases are <laughs> Jesus, dude. This is a great song. All right. I mean, officially, never say goodbye was not a release. It was never an official release, yeah. so they couldn't officially say that it charted. They're saying that it would have been like number twenty-three, <laughs> is what the, I read an article about it. Because you know, I gotta do my research. I gotta go dig deep. Um, but man, I mean, Wild is the Wind, great song, love it. A complicated love song of a you know mid ballad, like yes. you said. Um, number eight, I put number eight and number nine kind of together. It, they are, they are, they are like a, a interlude or or start to the other one so which I, I do love these two songs together so we'll do them separately real fast ride cowboy ride um from john and richie or aka cap the kid and the king of swing yeah that's so cheesy but i love it at the same time because it's just <laughs> that show it just shows how much fun they're having um, yeah. yeah this is like a little just a little you know 
a little what, what acoustic I lo- song right What here. I love it is, is just those two on stage. I, I just imagine those two on stage or in front of a mic. And, hey, you got a guitar? I got a guitar. Here, let me just do some singing. Uh, this, we're going to do this, this. And you can sing. And, da, da, da. and like how they compliment each other on the vocals. Is it? I love this simple song of two guys and a guitar and fun cowboyish music. Yeah, it's... um. And they recorded it. They didn't record. They recorded it in mono, so yeah. it has that kind of more enveloped sound. Correct, like it's truncated, um, but it really fits it right, and uh, it goes right into uh, the next song, which is "Stick to Your Guns." First, you know, but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna play some of the "Ride Cowboy Ride" right into the beginning of "Stick to Your Guns," and then we'll talk about "Stick to Your Guns." Is that Got okay it. With so you? Go heck yeah, man! Um, here we go. We'll play it. got like that that like Crackly. recordy crackle yeah. oh richie hope i don't have it too loud for stick to your guns because it just comes in that's right Yeah, these songs just go great together. Heck yeah, You got that dude. little acoustic, just John and Richie, and then it just goes, stick to your guns, dude. Ain't so, nobody going to hurt you, baby. Yeah. Love it. Well, I mean, so you say it, just them acoustic singing, and then imagine, boom, just that wall I of do, sound. I do imagine that, like that, seeing man. this live. A lot of these songs, I think of them being performed live. I'm like, dude, that. And so that's how I see them. Yeah. And that's how I feel them is like, wow, this, if I was at that show... Sitting center mid-row, right in front of the mix. You know, that's the best, best seat right there. <laughs> you know, dude, when you're at a show, right? Yeah. It's dark, and then the brights come on, and it's like heat. You feel that heat? Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. I love that feeling, and uh, I, that's what I see when I see the beginning of Stick to Your Guns, dude, because nice. that just hits. Yeah. And I love it, and it, it's, it shows there a little bit of their... I mean, Love for Sale, number 12, is a, is a little bit more so. But Ride Cowboy Ride, it kind of still shows that, you know, they can still be just two guys and a guitar. Yeah. And it's great. It's not cheesy, almost tongue-in-cheek kind of showing where they're at. Um, but then it, when it goes into Stick to Your Guns, it's... Oh, man. I love it. I want to actually play some um, of the song later on in the chorus, if we could. Uh, stick to Your Guns? Yeah. Okay. I love it. That's that's a great song, man. And, and, uh, it's yeah. awesome, dude. Wow. wow. You know those mid-tempo ballads, dude. The solo. Yeah. Yeah. Richie Sambora. Uh, you'll, I know you'll agree. Underrated, dude. Vastly underrated. Oh, underrated. Va- yes. Yes. 
songwriter, musician, with his vocals. Um, you ever heard a solo album? Yeah. There's it's some o- good songs yeah, on there's there. there's some good songs, but it's okay. It's more bluesy, so like you can, you, you can do it. Yeah, this song, I love it, man. It hits. Oh. It hits. It hits. Um, I'm ready for the next one, dude. Give me the next one. Oh, Give yeah. it to me. Give it this, to me. This. I love me. this song, dude. Give it to me. I'll be there for you. 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 No. <laughs> love this song. Love this ballad. It it hits you where you need to be hit. Talks about love. Um, you know, holding on. Can't give up. You just just you know, uh, you just sorry that I messed things up, but I, you know, I really will be there for you. Yeah. I I I love this you know, song. John and Richie, they they killed it with this one, dude. This is um This killed is it. this this is I, I really like the song Always that they off their crossroads okay. originally. Yes. But this is I really like that song. And yeah. also like uh, thank you for loving me off the crush, ninety nine, two thousand, whatever year that came out. I like that song too. I really I love but not as much I, as, I love Silent Night. How but not as that mu- one. Not as much as this. Silent Night's a good one. This is their best power ballad. Okay, we're gonna have to go over that one because there's so many good ones, dude. But I just for this moment in time, I'm agreeing with you that this is an awesome song. This is an and, awesome ballad. Um, I guess if we can, there, there's only real two like power ballads here that we're talking about. Okay. I'll be there for you and um, uh, God, we'll never say goodbye. Sorry, <laughs> forgot what it was. I, yeah, I, I think I'll I'll be there for you. Is I agree with you. Um, I agree with you. It, the, the, the neighbor never say goodbye kind of um, is seems more um, like that. It's a sentimental. It related to where I was at that age, a, a teenager, a kid, never say goodbye, that kind of stuff. Now we're going, I'll be there for you. Now this is like, yeah, no matter what I'm yeah. there. Like, yeah. It's more relatable to same thing. Uh, with more, blood on blood. It's, a, it's, it's a different version mature. of blood on blood. It's, yeah. It's more mature. Yeah. It's a more mature love song. Man, this song is badass. This, it is. It is good uh, good lo- love ballad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play ballad. some for you, dude. Good ballad. You can play a lot for me if you want. Um I don't know what part of this it was a... It's emotional too. Oh, I got it right to the guitar solo. Was that by accident? I don't know, but that's a great solo. part of the song. I got something I just want to say in general. Damn. Can I say something in general? Yeah, definitely. This song, but a lot of songs, even like Blood on Blood, um, Living on a Prayer, Wanted Dead or Alive, those songs, when you hear them, you hear the heart 
you know, like that they wrote this from and you hear like this means something. I don't hear that a lot in music these days. I don't hear it. I I don't. And it's kind of funny. I was like, okay, you know what? I guess I have some people uh, at work, you know, I work with a lot of younger kids. Kids. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about, kids. (laughs) Um, The 25 and unders. Um, The 25 and unders and the six fours and taller. Um, uh, I was like, oh, I'll listen to some. Dude, I put on like Apple Today's Rock. Dude, I was like, I would listen to a song for like 30. I'm like, this is crap. Skip. 30 seconds. Crap. It was like all that. I'm not hearing anything that is, it's nothing hits me like in the chest and, and is like, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just, maybe I need you to make me, you're into like the newer rock. Maybe I need oh, yeah, you to definitely. make me a playlist for me and then we can share it with the nation. Yeah, we could. Some definitely. I love playlists. Apparently I'm stuck in a bubble. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? I'm trying to get out of the bubble. You, you know what? You're not dude. It's just, you have to go out and search and find today's music is not like we were back in the eighties. If nineties, come on, Chris. Um, Last time we went to a record store, me and you, we were just kind of going through stuff. And you could, what you used to do when you go to a record store is you'd go through the tapes, go through this, go through that, go through their magazines, and say, "Ooh, who was a hot new band? Yep. Who was this? Mm-hmm. Oh, the, this band. Oh, this band. Oh, this singer is now with this band. This, this, this. Okay, cool. What do they sound like? And you had to who's buy hot and who's new. You had to buy the album. You didn't go and just listen to the single. Mm-hmm. And that's what nowadays singles are coming out. Bands, artists. Sorry. Artists are coming out with singles before they do anything else. Hey, I got three new singles, and that took eight months. Yeah. Instead of doing a record and stuff like that, it's that's what's out there, man. I, I, speaking of, you know, the you were just talking about the magazines and back in the day, I, I have one of the magazines, Hit Parade or Circus, probably not Metal Edge, but the other two were kind of newsy. Um, I have one in there that's older that has an article about like up and coming Bon Jovi. Yeah. It's in there somewhere. I'll find it. I'll take a picture. I'll take a little snap, <laughs> put it up on the gram. Something like that. Um, why, don't you pick, why don't you take a picture of that poster? Oh, yeah, dude. Let's, I know we got a couple more songs ago, but dude, I got this. Um, I'm a nerd. I got some 45s here. I have two copies of the Bon Jovi I'll Be There For You uh, imported from UK, and one has like a poster sleeve. I think the other one does too. I'm not sure. One is sealed up. One is not. We opened up the poster. I opened it up. I showed the poster of John Bon Jovi <laughs> to my wife, and she goes... He looks like an ugly woman with a hairy chest. <laughs> dude, that was hilarious, dude. That was funny. And what's on the B side? Homebound train. Homebound train <laughs> on the B side. Imagine that. I love it. I love it. On Vertigo Records, 1988. <laughs> love it. I also have a 45 of Bad Medicine. Bad Medicine. What does that say on there? Limited edition what? Uh, limited edition uh, portfolio. Contains eight full color photographs. Ooh, what the? Bust that open later, mm-hmm. take some pictures mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. What's the B side? Uh, 99 in the shade. This is what we're talking That's about. That's the next song we're going to talk about. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to lie. Fun, good party song. And I do. I love this song. I love dude. this song. And I I still talk about it today. Is it gets it, We're in Southern California, guys. So it gets hot out here. And sometimes it's 99 in the shade. And you see me, hey, how hot is it today? It's 99 in the shade. And it's like people, are, what? What does that they mean? They don't get it. Dude, yeah. this is a party song. This, party is, song. this is um, just, yeah. This is like... Uh, I guess, you know, Wild in the Streets. This is 99 in the Shade. Let's end it. With, oh. well, I mean, we'll not end it. You got Love for Sale, which is next. But 99 in the Shade. <laughs> I've got a party in my pocket. And you know I just got paid. You know, it's just, we're going to go out, guys. I got a wad of cash here. Let's go have fun with the boys. And that's what this song yeah. is all about. 
It's 99 in the shade. I love this song. Dude. So, some of my favorite lyrics are, because I'm going to see a, a Sahara Jack and Suntan Sally. Somebody said, even Tommy's coming out tonight if Gina says it's all right. I love it. Tommy's dude. coming out. Tommy's still in there. Love it, dude. You know what? And you, I love it. They what talk you... about senoritas blasting my old man's Chevrolet. Damn. Can I play it from? I want to. Pl- I'm gonna play it from where you were just. Uh, right. no, where you were just right. quoting. I love. Yeah, just... let's play it. On point, dude. You're the one. Dude, Richie's on point in the song. The band is, man. It's just fun, dude. Love you know, it, I start listening to these songs and I, it's like, and this is the first time a lot of these listeners have probably heard any of these songs, you know, cause we've got some younger people that are listening. I know that we have some younger listeners, man, this is, this is great, dude. I know I'm changing minds out there, dude. I got some people are saying, you know what? New Jersey is a better album. <laughs> New Jersey is a better album. I know. I all, know. Right, all right. All right. Um, okay. The last song is uh love for sale. All right. Um, Okay, I'm, I'm just, uh, it's not the way to close this No, album. it's not. That 99 in the Shade would have been a perfect. Yeah, I agree with you on that um, one. They could have they could have cut this one. They could have cut this one. This is just a, just like, and like them, it, it's made to sound like, I don't know if it is, it's made to sound like they're just in the studio just kind of fiddling yeah. around. Like the album, they even saying there, you know, the, the, let's just say the album's done. I got to go home. Sorry, I gotta leave. Oh, I gotta go home. Oh man, I gotta go. And you know, let's just say the album's done. And they're just they're just filling around and uh, yeah, they're just saying they're out there. Yeah, I uh, I don't love this song. You yeah, know? I, th- I, I don't. I love it. I know. Yeah, most of this most of this is just talking about shopping and fooling around and I'm out. I'm out. Should I play some? Out. Of course, play some. Just a little go. bit, man. We'll we'll take it out and then uh, let's hear this. We'll say some final goodbyes and. Wrap it in. Here we go. Yeah. Love for sale. Love for sale. Richie's guitar is awesome, dude. But like I said, it just sounds like, uh, um, you know. It it could have been just like a, a song. They could have maybe switched this with 99 in the Shade. Then I yeah. wouldn't be so critical about it. But it's disappointing as the closer. Yes, me too. I, I, I agree. Um, listen, when, don't go. Finger picking. Is, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. His, Richie's guitar work on this, his guitar ability is awesome. So... Chris, did you know that this album cycle also had a cover? What's that? Did you know this album cycle also had a cover? I don't know. Cover what? song? What? Okay, so. 
Oh wait, are you wait? Go ahead. You go ahead. I'm talking about Thin Lizzy's. Yeah. The boys are back in town. Yeah. So bef- I don't like the cover, but okay. Go ahead. Before the album was released and they're doing a you know promo for it and stuff mm-hmm. like that, they uh, John came out uh, and put "We're Back," and it, it was like the boys are back in town. They did for the I think it's the T.J. Martell uh, Moscow Peace Festival. Mm-hmm. They did a cover of Thin Lizzy's uh, "The Boys Are Back in Town." Dude, to be honest, you it's fun. You know Bon Jovi stuff, but you know they could have done a better cover of something different. But like you said, it was just fun. So that's what it was. Uh, single on this one is "The Boys Are Back in Town" from Thin Lizzy. Um, yeah, I love. It's just because I love Thin Lizzy. Yeah, so I much. know they're one of my favorite bands of all time. So um, it's okay. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, um, I agree with you on that one, man. But like I said, the the, bo- uh, the record company. Didn't want to release two albums for this, so they decided to. I can play some of that if you want. on there on what? Boys are back in town. Yeah, I play a little bit. We'll we'll uh, we'll say goodbyes and we'll do some boys are back in town. Let's see. Let's see. Then Lizzie cover. Did you just get paid a nine nine for sale? No for sale. Yeah, it's just when you compare it to the original. Oh yeah, dude. I the original that. is just far superior. You're right. Um, but that was a, uh, uh, I you know the, when they did the deluxe edition. So this was supposed to be the, um, they released two, two CDs. One was called the original New Jersey, which was 15 songs. It had the original version of Born to Be My Baby, which is originally acoustic. Oh yes, I heard that. Then they were told, no, dude, you guys got to do this as a rock song, and they didn't want to do it. Yeah, they didn't want to do. They liked it as the acoustic. I the acoustic version is inferior to. Yeah, the, I agree with you on the that one. Rocking that is... one, that was a great decision. Um, and then also love is war. Yeah, what do you think of that track? Yeah. Uh, good, but man, you can tell he's using love on on yeah. a lot of this the songwriting. Yeah, stuff, dude. Love for sale. Love is war. Living in sin, lay your hands on me, love, you know, that kind of stuff like that. And then um, they had uh, the some demos on here that got cut, but um, I think Diamond Rings on there too, huh? Yeah, I love that song. Yeah. I think they did it on Crush. If I'm, they redid it again for that. Yeah. All right. So they released it on um, these days. Oh, these days. Okay, yeah. that's what it yeah. is. So um, we're still we love Slippery, we love New Jersey. We haven't changed your mind, Chris. Right? You're still. No, I was going to ask you if New you've Jersey. changed your mind. No. I've, I've obviously made I the argument of superiority of New Jersey throughout this whole episode, throughout these whole, hold on, let me look at this. At this point, one hour, 31 minutes and yeah. six seconds. To be honest with you, no, I still have that permanent place for slippery in my mind, in my heart, and where I was at the time. I do too. I, love I do it. too. Does New Jersey have but, songs but, that r- mean so much to me, dude? Living in Sin, Blood on Blood, uh, uh, you know, 99 in the Shade. Love them, dude. Love them. See, sometimes you got to separate your, your emotional self from I can't. the situation. I can't. I can't. Like, Let's look at these. No, dude. I, I can't. I can't for these albums, but New I, do, Jersey is... I do love both of them. And I st- and even though it sold seven million copies, I still don't think it gets. I just think it gets buried underneath "Slippery When Wet." And uh, even though it sold seven million, yeah, because "Slippery's Number One." Um, I don't know, dude. I I love Slippery's New Jersey. Number One. I hope that some of you guys have changed your mind 
and and, and at least listen to it because a lot of times people say, "Oh, I know, living on a prayer, uh, you give love a bad name, and one are dead or alive, and that's yeah, it." I agree. And they're like, oh, "I like that album better." Oh, what songs do you like up in New Jersey? I don't know any. Then how can you say one album's you have to listen to both before you can pick a side? You have to listen to both. So everybody out there that hasn't listened to both, some of our young listen listeners, seriously, give it a listen. Yeah, give it a listen. And let us know what you think. I want to hear from you guys. Um, Slippery or Jersey, I want to hear from all you new listeners from all over this beautiful, beautiful planet. Yes. That's letting us hang out for a little while. Yeah. And, uh, we want the emails at bigtalkcg at gmail.com. We want tweets at bigtalkcg. We want you guys to, um, you know, comment on our pictures, comment on our everything we post up on Instagram, bigtalkcg.podcast. We just can't wait to hear from you guys. Um, I'll post up the pictures of these 45s. I'll look for that article. I also got. One thing I didn't mention here, dude, I got this Japanese release of Living on a Prayer, dude. It's only thing in English on here is <laughs> Living on a Prayer, Bon Jovi, Side 2, Wild in the Streets. That's it. Yeah. On the whole, on the whole album. Wild in the Streets. I'm not Hollywood. Wild in the Streets. I love this, dude. This is great. We're going to post some pictures up of all this stuff. But you know what? I, I think that's it for, for this episode. And uh, we can't wait for to hear from you guys. And until next time, <laughs> this is Chris and this is Big Talk with Chris and Greg. See ya.